We're back. Ahsoka episode one and two are here. Let's talk about it. Jack, Alrighty, let's guys. get us started. Hello there. Hello, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the last two episodes. I for sure think we all, all three of us here did. So it's a very exciting time period for us to uh, explore each week and hopefully have a lot of talk, uh, things to talk about. So um, I'd like to kick us off by saying overall, general thoughts. I think both episodes introduced these characters again very well. Music on point, top notch. I think it was the same person that did the Clone Wars music. If yeah, I'm not, Kevin Kiner. If I'm not mistaken. Um, the overall vibe. Felt very more cinematic with uh, the first episode's title crawl, which I thought was a, a great way to. I really liked that actually. The background it gave for the episodes. I thought it made it feel a lot more serious in terms of like, oh, this show is not just yeah another show. And with the music as well, made it really serious. Yeah, hundred percent. When it first came on, I thought it was weird, but but as I was reading, I was like, yeah, this is actually really cool. <laughs> well, technically, like I don't know. Dave always does this stuff with like he didn't even like remember how he had like those like um just title cards for like his last like four episodes of um Clone Wars yeah like he likes to make things a lot serious when they gets down to the the nitty gritty like we like to say so I was thoroughly enjoyed that start it kind of prepared me for what was to come I, I, after that I was like oh yeah this show is maybe going to take a more serious approach maybe leaning towards the more thrawn. Uh, dominant side, I was hoping. But, I mean, still plenty of episodes left. To, I want to really get more of his perspective. That's what I want the most. Mm. You know what I mean? But yep. overall, um, out of the two episodes, I think I prefer the second one more still, primarily because with that shorter, a little bit shorter runtime, just had a bit more things to refine instead of lingering on certain particular scenes, which I thought episode one did quite, quite a lot, especially when we were first introduced to Ahsoka. She was doing a lot of these... Uh, What's it called? Like trailer shots. It looked like where she would like take off her her hoodie up into the sky. That's I was a just great like, description. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, we don't need all these like long. Like I know they're trying to show her to be like some wise old like master kind of thing now, but I'm like, the example this- I would give for that is the scene at the start where she finds the map orb because it it it's kind of, it's pretty drawn out scene with no dialogue, which That's, yeah, I think it was done. Cinematic purposes, but it it kind of dragged on, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's the that's the um, what's it called? The scene I was talking about when we first first saw her in the show. But I thought the introduction with the villains, um, hijacking the uh, or stealing the Morgan Elizabeth prisoner from the New Republic ship was a good way to introduce uh, the context of the main plot. However, are we? I want to hear your guys' opinions about this one. Are we all in? sort of the same opinion that these guys aren't fully evil, Shin and Balin? Mm-hmm. I'd say so, yeah. yeah I think their motivation, their motivations aren't evil. It's more a um, survivability or survival kind of instinct thing. Think, like they have to do these things to... to I think alive. even he's himself in the second episode, they're just after power, really. Mm. Well, Which is, I guess, kind of evil in terms of the Sith wanting power as well. But... The way they go about it doesn't seem as evil as. See, you- I I don't agree with you, Mark. I know they I know Balin says power beyond anything you've ever imagined, but I feel like that's almost a bit of a a show that he's putting on a show, like to be a kind of um a master that's very intimidating and trying to be show off a powerful side. But really, with his comments about Ahsoka not wanting to kill her, I think there's a softer, more lenient side under there. 
that I don't think really wants power, but this is kind of a pathway they've gone down and um yeah, this is this is where they're at. So give yeah, the Count Dooku vibes. If, yeah, if you, definitely. Like very That's um cool. yeah. He's very um passive in terms of how he speaks. He's not he's a soft spoken kind of character so far. Um he's he seemed I don't know if you'd say regretful, but he didn't necessarily want to kill Jedi by the sounds of it as well. He, well, because he knows they're a, a like a like an endangered species as such. Like, if he doesn't have to kill a Jedi, why does he? You know, he's not going to do it for the sake of killing Jedi. He's not evil like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I don't know if you guys picked this up, but in the first episode, when he when as he opens the door to Morgan Elsbeth's um prison cell, he says, "Oh," because she goes, "Oh, you you are everything as they say or whatever." Like, "Oh, you exceeded," you know. And he goes, "Oh, the highest payer." So I'm like, "Oh, he's just a merc then." Is he just doing this for money? I think I've watched this scene a couple of times. I think the actual the dialogue was um you're Balin, you're true to your word, and yeah. Balin says, and I'm well paid for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's doing it for maybe not for money, but he, he likes having this money. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> uh, you know, the fuel in the galaxy is expensive, so you know, he needs somewhere to get around in that ship. So <laughs> but um oh, God. Yeah, I didn't uh, I told Cooper this. I'm not sure if I told you this one, Mark, but um, I did say that my favorite character already in these in these two episodes is actually Balin. I think, especially with that comment he said at the end of episode two with uh, Ahsoka and the Jedi, I was like, look, we always get like these sympathetic, as you could say, villains, but I think this guy is not even a villain. Like, I don't consider him a villain. I think the way he's portrayed in the show is that he's doing this because he had no other alternatives, almost. Yeah. Like. Didn't even really want to kill those New Republic people, it looks like, because they obviously, if they did, then they would have just, you know, went straight at the ship and go, you know, ham already. He was trying mm-hmm. to do it all the way through by, like, you know how Jedi always pretend to, like, you know, or like Luke Skywalker and stuff and Han put on, like, the clone, um, the Stormtroopers, you know, costumes to sneak in and stuff. I think he was just trying to sneak in and do a quick escape, but, you know, no blood necessary. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, think, I think I think he's a very interesting character, and I know Cooper wants to probably talk about his... Well, interest. just on that scene, I think because they introduced themselves as Jedi, I think that says a lot that, yeah, they just wanted to get in and get out as quick as possible because if the New Republic had Jedi, which they did, and they thought, oh, allies, mm. let's let them on board. But obviously the uh, captain wasn't that stupid. But I do... I Oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I do have a question for you guys about that scene. Um, do you reckon that Balin and Shin would wipe through the entire ship if the New Republic soldiers were instead clone troopers? I yeah. know that's a tricky question, but just... That's sort of what I was going to talk about. But to answer your question first, I, I, I think they probably would. Maybe, but I don't think it would necessarily be all just in anger, you know. Mm. All right, mm. exactly. Yeah, I agree with Mark, and I want to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna because I was actually gonna say because they they kind of act as you said like they're Jedi and as if they're still Jedi. So I'm assuming what happened is that they survived Order sixty six. So Shin must have been pretty young. I reckon she was in Order sixty six. I reckon. Oh. I, I, my personal uh, belief is that she was like a young Padawan, probably at the time it happened, like a very young girl, and and he's continued her training afterwards. Oh, oh, she's like eighteen to like twenty year old vibe kind of thing, though. I feel like she's not; she wouldn't even be born then. I feel like 
Well, I reckon she would have been like five years old or something, six maybe. That's not a bad one, man. <laughs> That's just a baby. But um, unless he took her like um um uh, Ahmed Best uh, character did with Grogu, like just dipped. <laughs> but um, oh, I was gonna say quickly. Um, I my opinion about it is that he was on a mission of some sort, found her, realized she had some force abilities, and just took her on board, and is now going through the steps of the actual Jedi way in terms of Padawan and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Not like a Sith. That, that makes sense as well. Because I did notice she has kind of like a Padawan braid as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're, they're definitely sticking with the Jedi traditions, which is pretty interesting. They're robes. Oh, my gosh. They're robes. They look like um Old Republic almost with like those like patterned kind of like even like the, it looks like almost a, a old knight armor, you know, mm. like the, the plates that they have and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I, I love the overall look and vibe. So cool. They're my favorite. It's so Definitely. good. Mm. Definitely. Very good. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? Well, you know, I have so much to touch on, but I feel like I've spoken so much already. I kind of want to let you have the floor, Cooper. If, you, if that's All right. Awesome. We, we can uh, pass it around and we can come back. Um, there's a couple of notes I want to make really quickly. First of all, um, and this is a point Jack made, and if you haven't checked out Instagram on our scores and comments, go do so because that gives a kind of brief outline as to what we thought of the episode. But Jack made a very good comment to me. He said, this would have been better if the two episodes were combined into one long episode, like what they did with um, the Bad Batch in the first season. They released a 90-minute episode to start the season. That way, because when you think about it, we've kind of set the premise, but it's taken two episodes and we're already a quarter of the way through the series. It feels mm. like it's kind of been wasted. Mm. And the fact that we're only getting... Not that I'm not... You know, we have issues with short run times, but considering next week's only 30 minutes... You can only tell so much of a story in 30 minutes. So just, yeah, it would have felt better if this was just one episode. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, My second point was going to be, it's also sticking with that scene with Balin and Shin at the start. The piano music is absolutely nuts. It's Mm. so, so good. It's so good. Um, I don't know. It's just so sinister, but also very like, uh, tame in a way it's it's orchestral it's it very... is orchestral i don't but know I, I thought it was good and then also with the violin as well i thought the violin throughout the the whole episodes were really good as well i think um i don't know if you guys are getting this vibe mark you'll be the judge of this because you you love the original trilogy i think the most out of all of us I, I don't know we all like the original trilogy but you know what i mean but um it's given me a lot of older star wars vibes kind of with just updated graphics almost like are you... the actual show. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's given me a vibe of a bit more old Star Wars. And... Because if you think about it, you know I when think... we went... Uh, yeah. Did... Oh, quickly, yeah, quickly um, finalise this this point. But um, in uh, our rewatch series, we when we went through like A New Hope, especially, I, one of my things was it felt very um slow. And like, this is kind of giving me this vibe. They're not really rushing yet to like the major point or major like aspects of the show. And it's giving me like, like a slow kind of space opera drama vibe you know what i mean like it's not all heavily just focused on like you know mando every episode had to have like an action sequence or something you know like it, it gives me a bit more older star wars vibes if mm. you get what i mean yeah, that's true well, i was just gonna say that um i think although it's not set in the original trilogy time period anymore but rebels was i think that has to do with it but also i think it's the fact that dave feloni's writing it and i think mm. he's always been a fan of that 
era and Rebels and Clone Wars, obviously, they have that old time Star Wars feel as you mentioned. So I think I think a lot of that's to do with Dave as well. Yeah, yeah, Dave at the helm. So yeah. fast, so good. It might fast, be. Yeah. <laughs> also, just a quick shout out to Steph Green, who was the director for episode two. She did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, um both episodes felt like it was the same kind of directing style. Didn't feel yeah, definitely. A lot of Mandalorian episodes, you could tell like it was a different director each time because so many like storytelling differences was crazy. Some of them were like real bad too. So it kind of shows, but you know. Um, I'll make another point and I don't know if I told Mark yet, but my standout character in the series so far is Morgan Elsbeth. I am so intrigued by her story and just from when we saw her, like, when we saw her in, in The Mandalorian, I kind of thought it was almost a bit of a cliche kind of sidekick villain. But just some of the things she says in this series, like, and the reveal that she's a night sister and everything, and um, just the the power she kind of holds over the Inquisitor and Balin and Shin, it mm. makes her really compelling. And I'm really invested in her story. And I'm interested to see the dynamic between her and Thrawn, because clearly... They either know each other or they're connected in some way based off of Thrawn calling out to her when they're on Cetos. Is that the planet name? Cetos? Yeah. So I thought um, she's a great character, a lot better than what I thought, because I was kind of thinking, oh, God, why is she in this series? Like, what purpose is she going to serve? But she's been, she's blown me out of the water. I just, I'm so impressed by. I'd say I remember her from The Mandalorian. She was a yeah. She's called the magistrate. Basically, she was the one where she fought in the samurai um, garden with Ahsoka, and and that kind of gives you an ad layer of like why she like held her own with Ahsoka. But I know it was more of like a slow fight, not really like I don't think Ahsoka was really well. Obviously, she wasn't out to to uh, kill her or anything because she needed the information about you know where Thrawn is and kind of stuff. And she mentions that she didn't use Jedi tactics, obviously, to get that out of her later um, or protocols. I mean. so I guess without this show having its context, back then you would probably think, why was she able to like hold her own? Now you can say that, oh, she was a nice sister, you know, she has magical powers. Mm. So it kind of makes sense with that. But yeah, I don't know. I think the way Ahsoka was like, yeah, she's, you know, Thrawn's right-hand man kind of person. So I was like, that's interesting because Thrawn back even in Rebels, he was always like just hanging with those like imps kind of thing, you know, like never like higher class like threats kind of, you know what I mean? Like even callous and stuff. Like mm. they're, not, they're not like that imposing in terms of like abilities or like brains or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Morgan as your side sidekick kind of thing is very strong asset to have for Thrawn definitely, especially with the other Sith wannabes, pretenders. With for sure. Well, on that topic, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning that. It's just, I think it's really cool that we're seeing Night Sisters in live action. Yeah, Hopefully we, cool. I don't, I don't think we probably will, but it would be cool if we saw the actual Night Sisters as well, like the ones from the Clone Wars. Yeah, aren't they extinct now? She says she's a survivor. She didn't really answer the question about being extinct, so I don't know if there's. I'm sure. Well, so in in Jedi Fallen Order, Marin does mention something about the Empire coming and purging the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but. It'd be cool to see that as a flashback or even yeah, as like... It'd just be cool to see, yeah, Night Sisters in live action. Yeah. Definitely just have another Night Sister be like, oh, I survived. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They purged Mandalore and there's so many Mandalorians left, you know? Yeah, that's true. Same with the Jedi. 
and the Jedi, but yeah, but he the whole thing was about it, and they're still kicking. That's it. So you could easily. Um, have it. Oh, how cool is the green magic on the hands? Though it looks so cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. I like that. Um, I'm. I'll mention one more thing because I kind of feel like we all want to touch on the main contentious issue a bit later, but yeah. I thought the fight choreography was really good. Yeah. A lot improved since um, everyone. That- Mandalorian episode and Book of Boba Fett and just in terms of live action fighting, I'd say it's pretty good. But Jack and I, we did discuss something. It looks great, but it just still lacks a certain crispness when you watch it. Like it looks good, but it almost doesn't feel real. Too slow. And once again, here's my gripe with it. They're making every fight scene almost with these lightsabers and everything just feel too cinematic. They're having these pauses in between these fights to have like these kind of like, for example, when Ahsoka has both of Marok and um, the droid, like one hand with the lightsaber and both, she's holding that position for a while. Like surely Marok would even ignite his other one and then go low or something. It's just like they're having these shots just to show like this kind of like, oh, it's impactful. But I'm like, I love samurai stuff, but not every single lightsaber fight has to be based off samurai slow fights. You know what I mean? Like, we can have the Ahsoka who's fast agile. I know she's in her 40s or whatever, but, like, come on. Like, not every fight has to be cinematic, and that's what I think is really... A lot of that agility in the first episode with all the droids that she was fighting, but took her a lot more out than I... She's a very smart fighter, isn't she? I mean, she reads the landscape pretty well. Just thinking back to that first fight with the droids, the fact that she was kind of backed into the hole and then, you know, started making more holes in the in the ground and the droids dropped down. That's that's clever. Yeah. I just I think I'd have made a joke or something and said I've destroyed a lot of clankers in my time. <laughs> Those droids, how funny is that? In these recent two episodes, we've seen so many assassin droids. Like, what? Yeah. Like just honking them everywhere. It's like a it's like stormtroopers. It's like, yep, everyone has an assassin droid. Oh. <laughs> so funny. I will just say one more thing, sorry, and Mark might touch on this. I really like the idea of, there was a line that um, one of the uh, guys on Corellia said, um, an empire doesn't become a, an empire doesn't become a republic overnight. And I like that idea of kind of people who have uh, uh, imperial ideologies still being within the ranks of the New Republic. And it just highlights the flaws of the New Republic so well. I, I think they're doing a great job at that. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about well, that. Well, you basically, both of you have already touched over all the points I was going to make. And that, Sorry, was, pretty, Mark. that was pretty much my last one there. The, the well, uh, What I describe as the political developments. Yeah, continue on that. Continue on that. Oh, I haven't got heaps to say. I just think that it's really good that we see like what I, I'm calling them imperial loyalists. Because they were making it out that they were there just for the money, which they probably were. But I think there's definitely, I mean, the empire was such a such a you know charismatic political thing that so many people were in support of, fervently in support of. So I think it's uh, yeah, I think there's definitely going to have to be fanatics out there, imperial fanatics. So I think that was awesome to see. And then in terms of more general things, just the character building, I think especially the dynamic between Ahsoka and Sabine, the Master and Apprentice dy- dynamic. Uh, speaking of Master and Apprentice, the name of the first episode mm. and how it relates to those two and the and um, Balin and Shin. So mm. I think that's continuing the Mandalorian trend of the name refers to two things. 
in the episodes. And I think the most me thing to say is that so far we haven't necessarily seen baseball bats. <laughs> necessarily, keyword for my. Oh, a, because every time they slash at someone, it's only just a slash wound. It's never if it's a droid, that's good. Cool, that's good. It'll go right through. But if you've noticed, the, as good as the lightsaber fights are, it's only either someone's being impaled or slashed on like the arm or something like that. So still, yeah. If we could go back to seeing a lightsaber do its sworn duty of cutting into something. Was I mistaken? I, yeah, I'd have to slow down the, the footage, but I, I wasn't too sure. When they were on Corellia and the guy's like, oh, I watched it twice and I've already can't remember what he says. Um, <laughs> Long live the Empire or something? Did, what did he say? For the Empire. For the Empire. For the Empire. Did that guy's hand get chopped off? Because I think I it did. I have no idea. I think it did with the gun. I oh! And Ahsoka slashed it. I think it might have. It would be good if it did, but I, I, I didn't know. I thought it was just the blaster. No, I think it could have been hand with blaster. I'm not sure, though. But either way, it's such a minor th- thing. But I'm like, why can't this happen like often if it, if it, yeah. you know, if it did? And more prominently. Because it's like, it's more realistic. I, I'm not saying that well, I want to be on my screen, but, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a good opportunity for a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I... someone out the window, didn't they? That would have been a good time to use it. Mm. Mm. Definitely. They're out the window. Um, I don't think we touched on. Obviously, we're saving that the bigger, the big point to last, which us two. I mean, us three have all. I think some opinions about. Um, <laughs> I'd like to mention. I really hope they don't go this way with um Thrawn. Like they kind of did with Moff Gideon in terms of only showing him like the end of the episodes or or, or just like this looming threat that never really happens. Like I want when when we see when we I don't care if the reveal for Thrawn is like delayed, but just when we see him, I want to have moments that are with him for longer than like one minute. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I want to have he, see his stra- strategy, see his plan, see what he's been up to. I want to get his perspective, and almost because you know he's an intellectual villain. It'd be almost interesting to see Dave Filoni and the directors obviously shooting him in, like, not like shooting like a camera, shooting him in a way that almost makes you sympathize with how what he's been through with the chiss and everything, like his like heritage and stuff, and almost make you go, oh, this guy's actually got something to fight for, you know, compared to these other Imperial villains who are just doing it for money kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's not for the money. He's there because, you know, he wants to make an impact for, you know, how good if he is basically you know mm. so cool. yeah i was gonna say i think it would be cool if we had an episode even a whole episode dedicated to ezra and thrawn and what's mm. happening over there yeah well surely they're not um they're not what's it called they have they have, uh, they've done it before with uh well uh, what's it called mandalorian and boba fett's episode so surely they are uh, can do it again with thrawn and uh ahsoka which would be nice so yeah but, um ezra. yeah i just think I don't want him to be some reoccurring, small, you know, montage, but I don't think yeah, they will. A grand villain. Yeah, I don't think he will do that, Dave. He loves Sauron too much. Yeah, I agree. I just think to... that... oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah. I was just saying, I think it was yeah. Russ Dave. Uh, <laughs> um, just a quick note. I don't know if you guys noticed in the credits or not. There's a big gap between... um. Or before Amanis Fandi, like mm. 
in terms of they show the names and then there's like a like what they do with the Marvel series when certain characters don't appear they leave it blank so it's long I think uh Lars Mikkelsen's name is supposed to appear before Amanus Fandi's I reckon otherwise who are they hiding as the secret character because there's there's definitely a gap there it could be Sam Wimmer's he's like he's at the end of the as a listed character so like maybe if he's actually playing a live action character it could be because Maroc has a name, they haven't, which I think is smart. They haven't really like given him context to anything in the show yet, apart from just randomly popping up, being in the background a lot. Hasn't really, he hasn't spoke yet, hasn't he? No, or, not really. He's grunted, or they have grunted. Sorry, I will I'm just say quickly. Sorry, I don't mean to like say shush shush. I mean no, I'm, I want to make a point. Um, and I've just lost it. Damn it! Oh, oh. no, no, I do. You know. On the Instagram post Star Wars put up, yeah. they put the caption saying The Last Inquisitor. Uh, so that could be selling. Maybe. But it's not it's not oh, it could be a whole new Inquisitor, but it's not um what brother was it? The eighth brother, no, it's not. Because the hands. Yeah, like yeah. claws. Yeah, like three claws. And he had a tail, didn't he? The eighth Inquisitor? Uh, I brother? Yeah. Human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't be. Maybe the last inquisitor is the last Inquisitor for a reason because they're really strong. Maybe Darth had a clone, like what's it called? They're doing the version of uh, Star Killer, but in, to, like to hide him, he was an Inquisitor under a helmet. I don't know. To be honest, I feel like introducing Star Killer at this time period is just not really <laughs> a possible. That's like there's a stretch, and then there's that. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but I know people won't like it, but a nerfed version of him. And then he becomes a main antagonist with Thrawn. That'd be sick. That'd be so cool. And then shouldn't no, Balin have to no. with Ahsoka? Oh. No. No. Yeah, no. My theories, man. I like to imagine things. Yeah, well, you're going to be let down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not expecting that to happen, but it's, it's always fun theorizing about random yeah. stuff and, and then saying, oh, I was right. Even though you're not even close, but yeah. Mm. Um, should we? No, because uh, Anakin is he even gonna? I want to see him appear as well. Oh yeah, I actually forgot to mention him too. Yeah, my, he won't appear. Probably like I reckon it's gonna get to the point where it's gonna be like a one scene. I thought character. we might have seen him at some points during those episodes, but I thought maybe when they were talking about when she was talking about didn't finish my training was gonna cut to like a flashback of you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Cut to a flashback. That would have been good. That would have uh, saved. That would have turned it into like a nine episode, a, a nine out of ten episode. Hundred percent. If I saw live action young, I don't know whatever actor they want for a young Ahsoka walk away from from Hayden Christensen with like a short kind of like, you know, like the spiky Clone Wars hair, oh, in his armor, oh, nuts, oh, <laughs> Clone Wars armor, that would be sick in live action. for no reason. Oh, didn't even happen, and I'm excited. <laughs> um, just before we do move into the show, and I'll pass around to Mark as well if he wants to mention anything else. We didn't mention um a couple characters. We did, we touched on Sabine a little bit. I thought Sabine was good. Um, yeah, she. I think Natasha Lee Bodizo is like the perfect casting for her. Just her mannerisms. There was only one time where I thought, oh, that's kind of poor acting, which was when she was having the dreams about the voices, and then woke up just like oh, Ezra. <laughs> that's the only time I thought eh. that scene, oh. which is actually my background for anyone watching on YouTube, where where Sabine went to look at that mural. Did you notice that that was an exact replica of a scene from Rebels? 
Yes, and but it wasn't went, the same. It was a shame. Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's in the background off the ship. Yeah. Exactly, though. Because Pardon? Ahsoka didn't have her staff and well, her white. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically the same, you know. Sabine didn't put her helmet on. But yeah, yeah. Not, you know, you know what I meant. But um, if you're talking about one scene that didn't, I thought the um chasing was a bit. Mm. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. That of was that. funny. I liked that. Nah, uh, the acting in that one gave me a bit of like because she was like this. Was, no, but that's what Sabine does. That's what she does. I didn't have sassy. Yeah, I just sassy that, I just thought that that went too long. True, but no. Also, I remember Sabine in Rebels being much more of like a. She doesn't like to open herself up to a lot of emotions and be. Uh, she's more of a badass, if you want to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, she is she's not really cheeky. She's not really a cheeky kind of oh, character. Really, Ezra and stuff. Not really like, like she would usually just like block them out and just not even care about what they're saying. That's what I was getting the vibe off. And, yeah, mm. people were complaining about the music in that scene. I don't care. About I didn't that. like it. But yeah, but see, this is what my thing is. The galaxy's so big. One once again, like there's going to be random music everywhere. I that weird. I was like, why is this like it sounded like metal or something? It was rock music, yeah. Rock music. Now, Tokyo Drift from um <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going crazy. Like the drift scene is crazy. Mm. But, yeah. What did you guys think of Hera? I was just about to ask that. Um I liked Hera. I thought yeah. um uh, she captured the New Republic general vibe really well and it seems like a natural step for her to take. I mean, she was pretty much the leader of the ghost crew and then stepping up into the rebellion. I don't know if she necessarily feels the same as she did in Rebels, but yeah, I still I think, I don't, yeah, I don't think she necessarily felt the same. But I still, I liked where they went with it, though. I she's given me a lot more of um, what's it called? What's the vibe? Uh, I don't I know. Like she, she was pulling rank, and she's like, "You're talking to a general. I have authority. I have authorization." Last rank, but I'm not getting Hera. I'm not getting that connection to Hera vibes from Rebels. Like she's a completely different Hera, in my opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd say if you, which is fine, but uh, even her look, I don't know, she looks a bit too human still. So, well, yes, but <laughs> not no, same character. But look at Ahsoka though. Like I don't really associate her with human, even her feet. And stuff, uh, you know? I do. Look, do you see her feet? <laughs> like they're not even real. T- like they're not like human toes and stuff. It's just their shoes. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. But like the thing is with Hera. I remember I watched clips of Rebels recently again too. She's got more of like a rounded face like that, and it's just oh. like this. so. I'm just like, well, you can't really do much about that. But like, look at Thrawn in my back. Wait, that's mirrored. Thrawn in the background, right? Another reason why I didn't really particularly like the reveal of Thrawn in the trailer because he doesn't have the same the same bone structure as he does in like rebels even and stuff like same thing with what happened in, with the inquisitor with the grand inquisitor in, in obi-wan they just need to do like prosthetics or like makeup or something because i don't want to just be a human person with just a different colored face kind of thing you know what i mean it doesn't really it doesn't really affect like you, you can't paint someone blue and be like yep they're an avatar i do admit i think especially with Thrawn, he has a very distinctive facial structure yeah like, that's what I'm saying with Hera stuff, too. Like, you could do something, at least, to make it... Like, I mean, I'm not... Compl- that's just nitpicking. But, like, I, d- I didn't really associate her, like, kind of the same like I did with Sabine and the other characters. Okay. Especially Chopper. Chopper's the best. We love Chopper. I was just going to ask about Chopper as well. I thought he was done really well. Hilarious. I was, I was <laughs> laughing. I was laughing so hard during the entire scene. Like, don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. good. <laughs> so good. Uh... Honestly, like, oh, he's so cool. Yeah. All right. 
Do we want to chat about the big issue now? I don't think it's an issue, but you guys do. That's the thing. Like, yeah, okay. And there's so, the other one. Well, I think we'll start with the small one with the stab wound of... Uh, uh, of what about that? Did we see that already? Have I we? don't think we have. Uh, no, I don't think we have. No. Not on uh, video. <laughs> Not on record. Oh. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I when I saw that, I didn't think that would happen, but then it did. And then because I don't think really she should have survived a stab wound because no one really survives it. So, I mean, look at Qui-Gon. Say that right. However, Cal did get stabbed kind of. He didn't go straight through, though, but he got, well, which I think made less sense, too, when he got stabbed kind of in the, the same spot, but it kind of just stayed there. I didn't know why that happened. But then also Darth Maul got chopped in half. So, like. But, you know, he had the force. Sabine doesn't. No, but that, see, that's the thing. There's there's so many contradictives with like little plot plot things and everything. You get, you got, then you got force healing. Then you got oh Kylo Ren like yeah. so technically she didn't even need to force heal him. I don't think you know it was just a wound. And then I just, yeah. stabbed on the side of her chest, her body, not even like her heart or vital organs. So Kylo I think it, I think like, it just been a bit better if it was more of just like a slash wound or something like everyone else was getting throughout the episodes. 100%. I think it was more of lazy writing, like a, another fake, oh, oh no, is she going to survive? Like, of course she is. We've literally seen her in other bits of the trailer and it's the first episode kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's like the, one of the main characters, like, of course. Like, it's that's when I get annoyed. But to be fair, writing. I think it did, like, I had my mouth open when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, what? But then when I, when that happened, I'm like, oh, hang on. Really? Well, no, I actually did. I actually did. But then I was I'm like, like oh, hang on, well, no, they won't, they won't kill her. I was like, oh, lol, they're doing another cheap trick because I literally saw like thousands of other shots with Sabine. Yeah. Sabine in yeah. the yep, lovely. lovely. I think they should have done a less lethal seeming wound. Yeah, my... something that gets her in a hospital bed and all that kind of stuff similar, Like, but she's just a bit injured. Yeah. And I reckon the limb would be good, Cooper, especially for the Mandalorian armor. I don't think a hand, like, then you have to have a robotic hand for I don't that. know, fingertips or something. I don't know, something. Fingernail. It chipped a little bit off it, like <laughs> a little bit of. Okay, that would that would, you know? I think a lightsaber might even burn off the fingernails before it gets to it. That's true. That's funny. Really hot. But um, I think that's a that kind of thing has been going around the internet a little bit. I think it's. I don't think anyone really thinks it's like groundbreakingly bad or no. groundbreakingly good. It's just kind of like a eh. Why does that have to happen? Kind of thing. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, it could have. Just made the story better if it wasn't that. But that's yeah. and the, the fight was already really good, I thought, in my opinion. Yeah. That showed pretty good, you know, choreogra- choreography, even though they're both apprentices, you can say. So, yeah, it was good. Master. Oh, I'm so right. scared. It's- so, let's talk about the galaxies. Ooh. Does anyone want to start off or do you want me to start? You, you start. Go. Okay, all right. So, first thing, if you've seen my Instagram post, I said um, I wasn't sold on the story yet. This is part of the reason why. The whole idea of another galaxy, it makes sense, and I'm not opposed to it. I just think it's... And it makes sense for, like, where Thrawn and Ezra went, but I feel like almost it's kind of weak storytelling. And I know Mark shares similar opinions that they should have... They could have just made a whole... Another separate part of the galaxy. Because the galaxy is so... A galaxy is I know. astronomically large. Like yeah. They could easily just... And I know you're going to talk about it, Jack, but when we were speaking about it earlier, your reasoning was kind of weak. 
saying, oh, I don't want to see any more planets. No. Okay. No, I'm not having that. You literally took that so out of context. I did not say that because Mark said, oh, why don't you just add a new planet? I was like, no, that's not how it works. That's that's what's going to happen anyway with the galaxy. Exactly. No, new planets is plural right for that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the storytelling reason to make a whole new galaxy is better, right? Because you can't just keep adding. I hate when when shows and stuff do this. They keep adding new planets into the into this system. The, watch this. They're gonna be like, here's another core world, right? Even though we already known all the core worlds and stuff already. Or they'll be like, oh, it's just in the outer rim. Or oh, we didn't know about this place. Someone would have found it by now. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't know why you're saying a core world. It wouldn't be a core world. It would be like beyond the outer end. Oh, beyond the unknown regions. It's even further away. It's even further. No. They pretty much say that in Rebels, that they basically went into the unknown regions. They didn't know. That's what they're trying to say. They just had no idea whether. No, having the opportunity to having another galaxy is not for new planets as such. It's more for new storytelling purposes, new whole concepts that we haven't even explored in Star Wars yet. Bringing back legends characters, we could even do. We could even explore the homeworld of even Yoda species, and that that's why no one can even find it because they're holding another galaxy. This the opportunity is boundless, and then it continues even into the sequel trilogy, meaning that if they're all in that side of the galaxy, that's why they didn't appear during episode seven and eight, for example. Meaning Steve- that we can have our own sequel trilogy. So I heavily disagree with you guys. In regards to sequels, I can I'm sure that's a good thing, and I might touch on it later. But I, I want to use an example, and I'm going to say Jedi Fallen Order. And I can't remember the names of yeah. the planet, or there's like a, a civilization that used to live on that's on the planet that you go to, the Jedi Temple. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. Wait, what? You know that green planet that Cal goes to in the story? Oh, when... Bagano. Yeah. And, and there was the old civilization of Force users or something. Oh, wait, Zepho? I think so. I think it's something like that. The reason I bring it up is because that is brand new and it's something interesting and it's not it's like it's in the same galaxy. So and we all love we all loved that and it was very creative. So I don't see why they couldn't have just done it with this. I'm that's sick of, I'm sick of seeing just like the, the that in my opinion, that's lazy excuse of writing is just being like, Oh, here's another here's one other planet that wasn't explored yet. Here's one other planet that we yeah, just... But that's exactly what it is with a galaxy. It's the exact same. I'm not saying... No, I'm not saying the new galaxy is about planets. Why are you guys fixating on planets so much? I'm saying that it's... Because you said it. I'm saying, for example, it has more opportunities to show different species, creatures, right? And it has even the, the possibility as endless to... Uh, in terms of, like, we could have more magical powers, you know, in Star Wars. We could even have, like, a whole other race. I don't really care as such for the planets. I'm saying that Having them in a whole other galaxy means there's more opportunity for world building and a new Star Wars kind of uh, way of going about instead of just a regular, oh, yeah, here's another ice planet or here's another that's, sand planet. It's a good point, but that's, that's why I brought it Fallen Order because you just mentioned species and force abilities and everything exactly. and that's exactly... No, but games are different. They have to make it engaging because otherwise people won't play it. I'm talking about, I'm talking about storytelling purposes in TV show and movies, okay? That's what I'm talking about. You can... I'm, I'm, I'm fine with... Like I just, in my opinion, if they're like, oh, they're just in another random planet, um, in the unknown regions, it's kind of like, well, that's not a really a big reveal kind of thing, you know. This is monumentous. This is, you know, what I mean, and making it, it's making it a such a bigger, a much bigger event than just a random planet in the unknown regions. You know what I mean? Especially for how many years has gone past since Rebels. I think 
this is the perfect way for it. And I believe in Dave Floney and uh, in Dave Floney, I trust, uh, I believe and I trust. Yeah. Well, I, I do as well in Dave Filoni. So that's why I'm, that's the only reason I'm somewhat okay is because I'm sure Dave will do well with it. But I understand, I understand the hesitancy of it. And I understand if you guys are traditionalists in terms of, oh, we have our own galaxy. We don't need it. You know, oh, don't no. need it. The thing no. is that, like it's always been said, the very beginning, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, like this one galaxy. So it's almost, oh, well, then there's a whole other galaxy that, like, is that Star Wars? Yeah, that's bloody intro, man. It's Star Wars. So, so I feel like, and I'm not going to say any, like, spoil anything, because Mark still has not played Jedi Survivor. But, which is silly, because you need to, because you're preventing me from saying so many things. But there is something that happens in the game that just would be a perfect alternative to this new galaxy. It would have just been better. It would have still kept it in the established galaxy, but have opportunities for expansion. Oh, my God. Be better? You haven't even seen the whole show yet. How do you know it'll be better? (laughs) Well, no, it's just in ten- terms of storytelling, because I'm not sacrificing the the known galaxy and making it like, oh, which galaxy are we in? This one or that one? And then there's 50 other galaxies. Like, I don't know, but it, it just, just stay in one. I, no, but it just over, in my opinion, it just overcrowds the one galaxy that we all know and love already. You know what I mean? You can just no. have a separate part of it. I kind of agree, kind of agree. And I know you're going to bring up, Mark's going to bring up again right now. He's going to do it. The galaxy is so big. I'm like, well, of course it is big. Yes. Like, like, the galaxy is astronomically large. I don't know how you can say it's crammed. No, because ah, oh, the amount of visual dictionary dictionaries I own, right? And it has already like most of the planets that we've already known to love. I don't want to buy another one with just one new. You're gonna have to anyway because there's already there's a like, brand added to the side. That's it, brand like, new galaxy. You're gonna have a whole... <laughs> oh. age. You've got a new book. Oh, I'm dying here. This is hilarious. I love this. Hey, well, I'm so glad that I finally have someone on my side to argue with. Especially Mark. <laughs> yeah. Me and Cooper agree for once. Yeah, I know. What the heck? Uh, you know what? I uh, I agree with the other Star Wars. The, I, I think by the end of the series, I might have a different opinion because Dave might do well with it. Okay, well, that's let's just say let's just say if they go to this new galaxy, right, and um, it it is simply just down to oh. It's just a planet that looks like this planet, but on another galaxy, I'll be I'll be pretty salty. I'll just say that. Like, imagine if it's another desert planet, and it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, why not have it on Jeddah or something? You don't, you know, even like, yeah. From what I remember, trailer, I don't think Thrawn is. I think you can kind of see the planet, can't you? Where Thrawn is? He's on. In... He's he's on the sh- he's on the gold ship where they're. The that where... Yeah, that's where he's. Oh, he's... speaking of the yeah. Eye of Sion, how cool does that ship look? Very cool. Also, I think it's also isn't Sion Darth Sion like an, a Legends character? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's a callback. But, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just like that name's cool. It also has Legends relation. Let's just name it this. I don't know. But <laughs> I love how the tangent went on about a, a galaxy. The conversation was about a galaxy. That's <laughs> <was> so funny. <laughs> I um, it. I have a little thing that I th- I found during the episode. Yeah. Mm. Uh, during episode one that I want to mention. I don't know if you guys noticed it. When Hera and Ahsoka are talking in the in the on the New Republic ship um about Balin and Shin, they're in the same room uh on the home one as the 
big council was from Return of the Jedi. It did look familiar. Yeah. It's just more white and updated. More clean. More clean, yeah. That's something that I was saying during the episode is that that Admiral or whatever he is, he was at Mon Cala as well. And he sounds exactly like Admiral Akbar. Yeah. But we've seen Mon Cala before. Like there's one in the Clone Wars that I think has an English accent. So I don't I just find it funny if you think about it because Admiral Akbar has such an like unique voice. And it's almost like they just applied that to the whole race. But I think um I think we all universally just enjoyed seeing these characters come to life from yep. the animation. And I'm i I think after these two episodes, I'm so happy that we didn't have to wait 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 between um episodes one and two a week because I would be very I think this second episode would have been lowered a lot more if I had to wait a week for it. So I think it's very good that they released them together. Yep. Definitely. I have a, another thing I'd like to mention about is Kanan and Hera's child. Oh, like, good point. Not yeah. a single mention of that child. And I was wondering if, if they were going to turn up or anything oh. out of the story. It's in a spoiled Lego set. So, I mean, yeah, like... Was saying, he said it's in a Lego set, so um, that must mean that it's going to appear, right? Unless, but we also know that Lego just makes stuff before um, release of stuff, so they could just assume from Rebels and make a character from it. So it might just be a Lego thing, or or he would just show up. But I feel I feel like Hera's not that kind of mother to to like what's it called? Take I mean I don't know maybe, but like not take him to like as a general. So and she's going all over the place. So I'm wondering where the child is. Yeah, probably like on what? What's the home planet that she's from again? What's the uh, Ryloth? No. Free from Imperial Force now? I can't remember. Is it Ryloth? I think it is. Yeah. She could be just with, um, the kid could be just with, like, family or something. Or just, like, someone that she entrusts. Because you wouldn't want to take him to Corellia and, and all these kind of areas with, like, Morgan Ellsworth and these Sith on the, on the loose. Are they going to be, um, uh, trained to use the Force or anything? I reckon it'll be Force-sensitive. There's too many characters in this time period now that has a force. I think it'd be more. It might become like um, what's it called? One of the best pilots in the in the fleet, maybe like that. I reckon he's gonna be more of a pilot. All right, maybe there'll be some sort of dynamic when, I'm assuming when if Ezra comes back, and because then he might realize that it's uh Kanan's child. Might take it upon upon himself. He might feel inclined to pay back. Mm. Yeah, take it upon himself because he was trained by Kanan, so he might return the favor and tra- train the child. I suppose it could be Sabine or Sabine. That would be again. cool. It's true. Very true. Um, I'm very mm. interested to see Ezra too. I think we didn't really mention him that much, to be honest, because he was just a hologram it's from the past. But I really hope they don't also do what they... I don't want them to do with Thrawn either, just have him show up kind of like at the end or something or, you know, just towards... I just wanted to be involved. Yeah, know? I hope he has an important role. Mm. Yeah, so it'd be good to... I think what's made me more excited is almost these two episodes getting the introductions out of the way and the amount of freedom that they have almost to do in those rest of the episodes mm. is most looking forward to because I was really hesitant to try to get through the reintroductions of these characters which we've already known about for so many seasons in Rebels and even Ahsoka and Clone Wars that 
I just want them to get to like the juice of the plot, plot and storyline kind of thing. So I'm really excited for the future episodes to come. And I guarantee, I'm, if it's gone the way I think it's going, it's going to be a lot um, higher rated than my first two episodes for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, does anyone have any more comments to make? I think I'm. No. I think we're all Very good. Excited. All right. Sure. Well, thanks for tuning in to our episode one and two breakdown of Ahsoka. If you want to follow us on social media. You can go find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Patreon, and we're still on Reddit. Yes, we are. So go support us. We're all under at Coruscant Nights. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated if you go support us. The, the poster uh, tournament on YouTube is in the semifinals. I was just about to mention that. So we've started with 30 posters. We're down to four. Um, I'm quite surprised at some of the ones that are left, but mm. that's just me. Uh, go yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I think um with the poster tournament, I think there's a lot better um non um what's it called like um official posters. Well, not, there's there's official ones, but not like the ones that they use for like their their um marketing like marketing. Yeah, that yeah. I think are like better in my opinion, which is why I think a lot of some of these ones are a bit like oh it's just floating heads, but you know what I mean. But like that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, so that's in. We're down to the last four. The uh, the first one is up now, so go vote. Um, we'll make a post about uh, the the winning poster on our Instagram or something like that. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see uh, what one takes the top uh, the topping because I am I I think I know which one it might be, but yes, we'll... I have a feeling too. I have a feeling. Okay, are you guys so... voting? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, what else was I going to say? I was going to mention something else. Oh, yeah. There was a YouTube video. We released one the other day. Uh, it's kind of an update as to where the projects are that were announced at the Disney Investors Day three years ago. Uh, it's just a update, and it's pretty informative. So if you just want to... It's only a five-minute video. If you want a quick, uh, quick update, then that's definitely worth a watch. I think that's everything I have to say. I think everything we have to say. That's it. No. We'll see you next week for episode three. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye.